Welcome back to Hockey Prospect Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. It's Hockey Prospect Radio, brought to you by Fractal Hockey Consulting through an integrated series of best business practices. They design solutions for hockey operations and hockey business operations. We're now going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights prospects with the Director of Amateur Scouting, Scott Luce. Scotty, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Shane. Always a pleasure. Well, let's uh, chat about actually your last year's draft. I uh, didn't get a chance to talk to you in length about some of the guys you took. And I initially, I really want to get your opinion and thoughts of David Enstrom. So you guys took him 32nd overall. I had him 30th on my list, so we're in the same wheelhouse. And what really intrigued me by him, one, okay, he's a great big horse of a kid at 6'3 and close to 200 pounds. But I thought, like, even though – you know, he's a Swede and they play on a bigger ice. I thought his game is going to translate and be really well suited to the North American game because I found he excels in small ice game where, you know, it's a lot of like short passes, a lot of like battles for pucks and possession. And I thought he was really astute defensively for a young centerman. Many times they're, you know, wildly inconsistent in that area. And I just, I thought his game would translate where he could be a big body center in the NHL two way. And, but I think it's just his offensive abilities was underappreciated and a little bit of untapped. And I think we're starting to see that now just through the early part of his season uh, with Fralunda in the Swedish elite league. Yeah, no, your, your analysis is, is bang on Shane. I mean, the biggest thing that created some separation for David on our list with the other prospects was those small area games at both ends of the ice surface. You know, the offense is there and it's visible at times. And it's like you say, it's popping now more in SHL in his draft plus one year. But defensively is where he really stood out uh, from a draft perspective in the, in the small area. So responsible down low, supports the puck very well, uh, has great anticipation and read and react skills in both, both zones. It's a good combination of size, skill, and sense is, is the package that we liked in David. Yeah, he, when I look at him, when I'm trying to put a list together, I always prioritize and give additional value to the to the players who I think are going to be playoff style players. Because it's one thing to draft a player, get him into the NHL, but can he excel when the game gets greasy? And I think sometimes, you know, we watch 82 games of a regular season. We sometimes forget what the NHL is really like until the first round happens. And then it's like a free for all brawl. And you need to have those types of players, particularly in the middle, who can play those heavy minutes and match up, but also be able to produce greasy points, whether it's on a pass or a goal in the middle of the ice. And that's where I thought, you know, that part of David's game, I thought really translated is, you know, watching you guys go through the playoffs. And I went, you know, I was watching some film on him again before our conversation. And it just, it was just more and more that just to me, um, became really crystal clear in that respect. And if you look at, you know, other teams around the league, you know, they, there's other guys that are similar to him that I think it underestimated could, but put can put up 40, 50 points a year on a regular basis, but, but then be a matchup centerman down the middle. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's his strength as a prospect. There's no, no question about it. Uh, you know, he had a good five nation tournament recently in November. We were over there watching him play. Uh, we noted some improvement in his leg strength, but uh, just the puck confidence uh, in in an offensive way has really taken a big step uh, since being drafted. I mean, defensively, he was always very responsible, good in the face-off circle, 
uh, a real good complement to skilled wingers. And uh, it's, you know, it's just a step along the way for him, but he's taken that first step and is doing quite well this year to start the season. In terms of his skating, do you, sometimes I think people will like that are listening to the show, I get some comments about, you know, a bigger guy like him. Well, he's developed and he's not developed. He's just a big kid, but he doesn't have quite have man strength yet. He's not quite as explosive. He's going to be when he's 23. Can you talk a little bit about when that, starts to come together for him and how much that's going to be able to help his game of just having a little more explosiveness in that step to not only create some time for himself, but take away some time and space and then for him to be able to use his range and his body in conjunction with that. Yeah. No, the biggest thing when you talk about those long, thin players, when we draft them at 18, it takes your body some time to become, as we call man strength and, and acquire hockey strength. You know, we're talking leg strength and core strength, basically, to get that lower center of gravity, uh, strong under edges and stuff like that. For a smaller player, it, it happens a little bit quicker because they have less dimensions to work with. Uh, the bigger players, the taller players take a little bit longer. They show the good at natural athleticism with their hands and their head and so on and so forth. But usually it's the body that takes uh, – the longest for some of those guys, especially the thin ones, to, to uh, get to that pro level, whereas their skills are there, but they're you got to wait for their body to come along, and then they become the sum of all their parts, and then that's when their pro careers take off. I'd like to ask you next about Matthew Cataford, who you guys took in the third round playing for Halifax, and one of the things I like about you know some of the, a lot of the players you've taken is they're in really good environments for player development, and you can trust – uh, the guys at the Halifax Mooseheads in terms of they produce a lot of NHL players and get them ready to turn on, turn to be pro in, in Matthew's case. No, he's not the tallest guy, but he's pretty thick, uh, you know, and so he's going to be able to, you know, pack on some man strength on there as well. Talk about how he's continued to develop because yes, he had an excellent year last year in terms of production. I thought he did, you know, quite well in the playoffs, but this year it looks like he's just turned a corner of like, understanding he has to be the man in all situations and, you know, taking a letter. I think that was really important step for him too, taking some added responsibility, but yeah, I know it's not all about points, but 34 points in 21 games is that ah, those are big numbers, even in the queue, which it tends to be a little bit more offensive. Those are big numbers. Well, you touched on a good point. The biggest thing, the biggest test for Matthew is going to be how he was going to adjust to becoming that guy, being the go-to guy, not being a supporting member in his draft year, but now being the go-to guy. And he's taken the, the, the ball and run with it. He's just done very well production-wise, responsibility away from the puck. I mean, the good thing about Matthew is, is his pulse of play is, uh, is very good. And that, that, that creates separation for him on the ice almost every shift. He just wants it a little bit more than some guys in the queue. And then when he gets it, He's able to, to make a play and, and produce points, either scoring or setting up his line mates. I'm glad you mentioned his pace of play. It's one of the things that I find in junior more than props any other league is players just need to play at such a much higher pace. And I don't think they really recognize it till after they get through an NHL camp and, you know, they the prospect camp and development camp, and then they get in with some NHL guys and they're just like an AHL guys. And they realize, Oh, that's how like, when they say you got to keep your feet moving, you got to you got to move. You got to move. Um, how much was that an impact for him coming into your guys' camp, um, going going through that process, and then coming back into Halifax? 
I think it was it's important for all prospects. I think he had a little bit of a leg up because he did have a, a stronger work ethic and commitment. And uh, like I say, uh, uh, his game is is very direct at times uh, in regards to effort. And so he had a little bit of a leg up on that. Um, but once you do see it up close in, per- in person, that's exactly when your eyes open as a prospect because you realize these guys are only going for 40 to 45 seconds max, but they're exhausted at the end of every shift. And junior guys have a tendency to take a little longer shifts because they're needed on the ice to be difference makers. So you can develop some potential uh, on ice, bad ice time management ability. But uh, if you want to be a pro hockey player, you got to break those habits. And and the best way to break them is to see them firsthand. Those are things I'm assuming that, you know, your player development department, you know, continues to remind them and, you know, set them up with, okay, here's what your game is now. And here are the things we want you to work on. And then here are the reasons why, because, you know, this is going to help you get to this point. And yet, I mean, I agree. I think he's got a good engine. It's just sometimes, you know, you talk about those, the needs of the junior team, and then obviously the needs of what the NHL team is. Absolutely. And and the biggest reason, you know, Will Mickle and his staff on our development uh, program, the reason why they're communicating with players is they want to shorten that window of time before they can get to the NHL and prospects that take a little bit longer, they might have more of a tendency to have some junior habits that they have to break. And so the whole idea of the development staff is to try to get them prepared as quick as possible, both on and off the ice to become NHL players. We're going to take a short break on hockey prospect radio. When we continue, we're going to, we're going to chat about some more Vegas prospects right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential, but all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. 
Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.